Pasadena, California. And I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis, a registered clinical counselor from Coquitlam, BC, Canada. And I'm Joanna Boyd, a psychotherapist from the greater Vancouver area. And I'm Chris Boyd, a registered clinical counselor from Coquitlam. Right on. Welcome to June, everybody. Oh, we've already been in June. Welcome to the middle of June, everybody. And it's summertime. It is. And, and it's happening. What's happening, sorry? Summer solstice. Oh, in, uh, right. Another six days. Six days. And we spring forward, right? Or has that already happened? That's already happened. But <laughs> and in, in Vancouver, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the sun never sets. Is that right? You guys are in the Arctic Circle? No? No, no, not quite. Okay, not that high. I understand. Just joking. not quite. Yeah, but it's still pretty bright out right now, and it's oh yeah, yeah, bright, the, like so. the clouds are just sort of turning pink. Yeah, and the wow. sky is still blue out there. Yep, I love it. And yeah, long days. Yes, long days. It's a bit sad that in six days the day the days start getting shorter already. Yeah, isn't that? But that does lead for hot August nights, which are yeah. great for outdoor movie nights. Oh, it's still really nice and warm out. So, but the sun sets earlier, so it's a nice mix. You can still watch, oh. like if we wanted to do a projector in the in the yard. Nice. Have people over or something, and yeah. Watch Moana. Have a late night swim. Can we all be in floaties in the pool? Yeah. And watch Moana. Watch Jaws oh my or God. Moana or Titanic or how are you guys do a dance a dance movie night? How are you guys from mosquitoes and biting bugs and all that stuff? We got lots of mosquitoes. Do you? They're well, already out. Do we have I, that much? I oh, think we do. The, less than the cabin. I guess so. But yeah, I just, I think, uh, yeah. But like um, Chris and I, our brother Jeff, like his backyard backs onto like a ravine and sit in his backyard for a little bit and there's lots of bugs. Anyways, I guess it yeah. depends where you go. But But, but nothing compared to like Manitoba sure like yeah, winnipeg yeah, no. they actually mm -hmm. spray for them yeah, yeah nothing like that yeah it's pretty pretty intense now speaking of bugs isn't there a crazy locust something in the in washington state the year of the locust thing uh i'm not familiar we we californians don't talk about anyone else so i don't know yeah there's like every <laughs> 17 years there's a crazy infestation and this is the year Oh, okay. So there's like satellite images of like a green blob kind of over Washington state. And it's really? like, wow. Well, luckily the border is so close. I eh? know. I was going to say. Those little buggos can't come over here. But uh, yeah, apparently you can like just, there's like an incessant buzzing all the time when you're outside and all crazy. Yeah, crazy stuff. You didn't know about this, right? You were like genuinely perplexed. Uh, I, I, I grew up in Oregon. We did have a locust problem there as well when I was growing up. I remember that. They're, they're loud. They, they they eat eat all the crops. It's it's, uh, it's horrible. But I didn't know that it was a big deal in the state of Washington. And I also didn't know that apparently your border can protect you from locusts. <laughs> well, I think maybe it might be a little further down. I thought it was in Washington state. 
but yeah. maybe it's more organ. Um, no, I mean, I, I do not know, but I'm sure that it's, uh, it's problematic. I know that locusts have been a problem around the world at times and throughout history. So, yes. So apparently uh, they come here every 17 years. Uh-huh. Interesting. That's, I mean, the cicadas are also a 17 year bug. Oh, maybe I'm thinking cicadas then. And that's in the Southeast uh, United States, but. It looks like 17 year cicadas. Yep. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So what is it? I wonder what's happening right now, the locusts or the cicadas <laughs> on the Northwest. The Northwest. Are you sure it's not, it's not the East coast. Yeah. I thought I saw it on the news that it was in Washington. Am I totally I wrong? Think it might be Washington, D.C. Oh. oh, boy. I think it's the East Coast, bro. Wow, I was wrong. Well. Well, it's a good thing we had this banter because uh, it, it could have been thing. throwing people off in Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, cicadas in D.C. as opposed cicadas. to locusts in Washington. Well, you know, Brooke, I think a, a sign of a mature and, and healthy person is someone who could say, you know what, I was wrong about that. And I was totally wrong. And I made a mistake and uh, you know, and that's that's okay. There's a lot of a lot of people I hear in my therapy practice uh, of, of a lot of people who are really unable to admit <laughs> to being wrong mm -hmm. and kind of the havoc that wreaks in the lives of people around them sometimes, right? Yes. So maybe someday we'll get into some of those relational dynamics, get into uh, how people communicate and uh, fess up to their shortcomings or hold tight to being right. As one of the sayings goes, you can be right or in relationship. You can't usually be both. <laughs> you can't be both all the time. You got to be able to say, uh, my mistake, mia culpa. I screwed up. I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, anyway. It's not easy. Uh, no, like a defensive, yeah. right? Yeah. So oh. for those those listeners in Delaware, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, New York, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and on, watch out. Wow, I was totally brute, off. Yeah. So so basically any state but Washington State. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Washington, you're good. Way to go. <laughs> Enjoy the summer. Uh and <laughs> For those who aren't in any of those states, just Google cicada and take a look at this creature. It looks demonic and otherworldly. They are big and kind of grody looking, but yeah. in my opinion. When, uh, I don't know, they can, it sounds like crickets, no? A little bit, no? A little bit. Or like... some buzzing. Chris, we've heard that before. Even at the cabin, I feel like that's a bit of the cicada stuff. But anyways, Is it? let's move on. I don't know. I just... I think of Italy too when we were there and it was just constant buzzing, but we just got used to it. It just became part of the ambience, but there wasn't a big infestation of them. So I guess I can't talk, but. Those are no. crickets. All right. Okay. So. Well, it's been an action packed podcast so far already. <laughs> so, start to a mental health <laughs> camp or a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Right. We are, uh, throwing misdirections and everything all over the place. And for those, the many, many, many regular listeners who we, we've been fortunate to uh, accumulate through the months here, uh, have to let you know that next week, we're actually not gonna have one. We're gonna take, take that week off. And why is that, Ryan? Why is that? Well, I'm gonna take a little vacation and 
I'll just be away and won't be able to be too far away from this microphone to, uh, to make a podcast. So I'll definitely be thinking of new topics because I think actually when, as soon as I come back, it's my topic. So yeah. When uh, do you, uh, what day do you come back? The 27th. Okay. Yep. So I won't be here and we will be, we will be dark, but next week would actually be a great week. If any of you are, loyal listeners really have enjoyed what you've heard through these 47 episodes of the podcast um might be good to to spin back through you know look look through those old podcasts listen through and try to figure out which one was your favorite because we're coming upon a year anniversary of doing this podcast and i think we'll be talking a little bit about which which was our favorite episode so uh listen back see which one was the most fun for you maybe it was sleep hygiene maybe it was sleep hygiene part two maybe it was toxic masculinity maybe it was one of our many many guests maybe it was uh sometime when we were comparing canada and the united states who knows but all that to say uh we'll catch you in july that will be the next time we'll we'll give a an episode all right, with that, shall we just dive into our topic? I think so. Okay, I'm down with that. Let's do it. I'm just gonna uh, cut and paste it here. Okay, so it's Chris. Oh man, a Chris topic. I don't know that I have, not that I have it in me for a Chris topic tonight. Maybe that means there's a guest. I don't know. Yeah, let me just text them, log on now. Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. Let's see. Okay. Wow. Whoa, this is a little different. This is a twist. It's a big twist. Okay. <laughs> if you could sit down with anyone, dead or alive, and have a conversation with that person for an hour, who would it be and what would you ask? So this is a question I actually ask quite a few clients in, in my therapy sessions, um, usually early on as I'm trying to uh, understand um, maybe some of their preferences and um, what gives them meaning and purpose. So um, we may actually have time to talk about more than one person. So maybe we can aim for even two or three people that we could sit down and chat with. And then maybe towards the end, we can talk about how this information could be useful. So for those who are listening today, um, we'll maybe talk about a few practical ways in which um, you know you can use this exercise yourself and, and maybe uh, lead you in a path of, of growth. I gotta say, Chris, this is a very different sort of question. I like it, but it's very- I like it too. It's, it's different because you're not just asking us about a topic, like a subject area, which is what we usually get into. You know, What is OCD? What is- self-destructive behaviors, these sorts of things. You're actually giving us a, an exercise that you give to clients and then you're gonna, I guess we're gonna answer it and then you're gonna kind of point out how this sort of exercise is helpful. That is different. I like this. Very different. Yes. Yeah, a bit of a curveball. It is. So you're saying that maybe we will have more than one person so we might uh, might ping pong this around a little bit and see. That's what uh, I'm thinking. So maybe we'll go around and yeah. uh, I, I'm pretty sure we could probably come up with three. 
we should have enough time for that. My goodness. But, uh, yeah, so who wants to go first? Not me. Okay, Joanna. <laughs> no. I, I have one. I have my default answer because uh, Chris has asked this before. Joanna asked this at a staff retreat one year. Where we, so in our practice, there's uh, quite a few of us, about 20, maybe just over that. And then once a year, sometimes we try for twice a year, we get together and we present to each other for an hour. Um, so Joanna led that. She was, uh, and she did some icebreaker questions, and this was one of them. So I think yeah. my answer is still kind of the same. I don't know if Joanna remembers what my answer I was. But, so the first thing that comes to mind, because I'm a big, advocate of that I know that you know we've talked about before your first thought hold off on that <laughs> maybe go to your second thought but I'm not gonna so my first instant thought when I hear that question is I would like to sit down for an hour and be able to talk to and communicate with my dogs <laughs> all right yep because I talk to them often I have two of them. I've had dogs my whole life. And I often wonder what they're thinking. I know this is not a very deep answer, um, but it's kind of how my mind works. Like I just, I'm very curious to know how the little doggo brain works and what they're thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So are you suggesting that they, well, they have consciousness, of course, these dogs, but they would be able to carry on a conversation with you? Mm -hmm. Or me with them. I don't know if they'd be speaking English or if I'd be speaking dog. I'm really not too sure. Uh, are we also sort of giving them human level intelligence so they can like put together words and like, you know, yeah. discern things like. So it's not like food, food, cuddles, cuddles. Love, cuddles, oh, love. love. <laughs> that's what yeah. a dog is likely thinking, yeah. right? Like one of my dogs has really bad breath and I'm curious if she knows that. Because she'd be like, why does my breath smell so bad? Can you fix it for me? Even though I've tried many things. It's like she has eaten uh, like rotting seagull. Oh, Your breath is so bad. Oh. Anywho, yeah, no, I would like to sit down for an hour and talk with my dogs. Okay. A curveball followed by a curveball. <laughs> yes. Um, where my my mind went um, initially is I'd probably sit down with a, a family member I never actually had a chance to meet. Mm. So I have two grandfathers. Um <sighs> So my mom's dad died at a pretty young age. He was a public health doctor. Um, so never had a chance to meet him at all. Then my dad's dad passed away and I was probably about three or four years old. So uh, you hear stories, you see pictures, but no, no memories of either of them. So uh, they were quite different, I believe, but in terms of their personalities, but it'd be kind of fun to sit down and get a sense of what they're like. And what would you like to just just a sense of what they were like? Do, do you have anything in particular you'd like to ask them, or anything you'd like to really learn from them? Um, you know, when I when I <clears throat> sorry when it when it comes to a family member like that, I'm sure the conversation would probably naturally unfold. Um, sure. In terms of specifics, probably just catching up in terms of how life is going now. Um, again, my my mom's dad was pretty quirky guy seemed like he had a pretty good sense of humor so maybe uh hearing some of his stories and other grandfathers uh was very crafty he liked to create things so maybe something to do with uh you know one of his 
uh, passions. Um, it'd be kind of fun to get their perspective in regard to what it was like to raise my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be kind of fun to hear. So I, I imagine the conversation would naturally unfold. Um, lots to catch up on, of course, um, since there would be family members. Sure. Well, I guess I'll piggyback on that. If you don't mind me jumping in here, Joe. No, go for it. Since we're talking about family members, I mean, I think the, the main one for me is, is a pretty big one here, which is my, my mother passed away when I was when I was 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew her as a, as a little kid. I knew her from a, the perspective of a kid. And then after she died, um, I just heard kind of stories about her and other people's like other adults' perspectives about her and you know thoughts on who she was and what she was all about. But I'd like to know that for myself. So I would love to talk to her if I had this opportunity to sit down with my mom and talk to her. Um, I know you know certain things about her life. She I knew that she was really a bright student and then um, kind of spent all of all of my life at least uh raising the family um as a homemaker and and you know wonderful loving mom but uh i guess i would have wondered like what her other ambitions might have been like what else did she want to do after maybe after raising the kids or or instead of raising the kids? i don't know what what else she might have wanted to do what were her passions um also i'd like to know you know from her perspective i, I mean shoot i'm a psychologist right so i'd like to know what what did she think of you know, who was I as a little kid? Who, who did she see me to be as, as she was raising me? And, um, you know, who, who was I to her? These are like little reflections that, you know, when you become like a, a, a an early teen and, and start to become a little more self-aware and curious about yourself and your lineage and all of that, like, I didn't get to ask those questions to her. So I'd like to know, you know, hey, how was I as a baby? You know, was I fussy? Was I... Uh, pretty compliant, you know, did I seem to be pretty social? Did I keep to myself? I mean, I have my perspectives on this, but I know a parent's perspective is, mm-hmm. is different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of questions I'd like to, to learn about who she was and about who she saw me to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, of course, I, I think, I mean, of course, she, she passed away young. She was only 40 when she died. And so she missed out on our development, you know, as, as her children grew up and then had families of our own and all of that. And, you know, I'm curious about what she would have thought about. I'm sure she hoped to be, be a part of that and, and live a long life with grandchildren and all that. So I'd love to talk to her about all that stuff. So, yeah, just really a family connection uh, on my part would be my certainly my top choice. I have some others, but uh, that leaps to the top of the list for sure. Mm. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on the family train. I think, uh, SIBO. Yeah. I jumped to those. Yeah. Both grandpas of uh, Chris and I passed away. Well, before I was born, cause I'm younger than Chris. So always curious to meet them, but I jumped to, um, our Nana, because she passed away when I was 12. And that was the first big death in my family, like for me. And yeah, I just remember it all so well. And uh, I think it would just be, yeah, I've had a lot of kind of 
processing grief over the years from that death. And um, yeah, I would just love to have a conversation with her. I'd love to play a game of cards we call a heck. Uh, yeah, Ooh, it's hard not to get emotional. Um, yeah, just hearing, uh, oh man, <laughs> sorry guys. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, got in my feels a little bit listening to you there, Ryan. Mm. I know this is, yeah, just, um, I'd love for her to know me as who I am now and just, yeah, just have a conversation. I think that would be so great. So totally would jump to family, any family I didn't get to meet. And, uh, and yeah, my, my Nana would be one of the top. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. She had the most uh, amazing laugh, very contagious oh, laugh. Man. She sure did. And I definitely picked up. <laughs> I got my snoring from her, unfortunately, and uh, I think my my laugh, which also, you know, I don't know if people have watched or if I've laughed on uh, this YouTube channel, but my face implodes and I go red and it's just like a quiet laughter where I like cry. Looks like I'm in pain. It's so Definitely. contagious. It's so yeah. freaking contagious. Oh man. So Nana, for sure, she had a great outward laugh, but man, she also got that her face kind of going in there a bit and uh yeah so that would be great so nice yeah, to know. yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. thanks yeah. for going there joe that's awesome yeah yeah it's yeah. just hard not to go through some of those memories and what you would have said at the time or you're yeah i was just really young didn't really know the severity of it all so yeah anyways so Nice. While we're on the family route, that I'm sure I could think of a family member as well, but I think out of all of them, I would pick people that I don't know. So my dad was adopted, and he doesn't want to know his biological background, his biological parents or anything. So I would be curious to meet a grandparent or even a great-grandparent on his, like a biological great-grandparent on his side to kind of know our lineage and where we kind of came from and mm -hmm. what stories are behind that. There's a little bit of unfinished business there. And uh, out of respect for my dad, I would never search that out unless he, he, he wanted to know. I feel like that would be a big family secret for me to go around and figure that out without his blessing. So yeah, mm. be very curious. So many questions, hey? Yeah. So many questions. Like there's a, yeah. a whole half of, me that I have no clue about. Wow. Which is kind of weird, right? So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's no story. No. Like, there's a story, there's a, like, my uh, adoptive grandparents, my dad's adoptive parents. I know a little bit of her story, my Grammy story, Grammy and Pa. Um, not Grammy too much. Pa? Yeah, Gra Grammy and Pa. Okay. I passed away when I was three years old and Grammy passed away just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, we'd call her Bernie Baby. Her name was Bernice, Bernie Baby. And uh, my grandfather, he passed away from mad cow disease when I was three. Like, so he Holy went crazy smokes. and declined really quickly and passed away. But it sounds like just this total random family stories now, but they met when they were just teenagers and uh his name is Bob. So little Bobby, I guess my Grammy's dad, Bernice's dad 
would stay up because somebody was creeping into their yard, into their fruit trees, doing their trees at nighttime. And so it was little Bobby, Bobby Lewis was doing that. So they like <laughs> caught him as a teenager and whatnot. And so Grammy was always like, oh, he's such a bad boy. He's such a bad kid. And then when they were like 19, they got married. So and started having babies and mm. or a baby, my auntie Carolyn, and then my dad was adopted and his younger brother, Greg was adopted. But now Greg found his adoptive parent, parents. And my dad doesn't want to know. Wow. So big mystery. Yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, uh, can we a quick departure just for a second here? Yeah, I, I really want to come back because I have I have another person or two that I want to talk about mm -hmm. that we'd like to meet. But but since we all kind of went around like this family loop here, right? Like these de deceased family members that we either know or didn't know or knew a little bit or not enough of or whatever. Um, just a, a little therapy question for you, which is. If you were to talk to them, what question do you think they would have for you? Right? What do you think they would want to ask you? Hmm. Well, that's we a, a very projective question, isn't it? It is. It is. I think, yeah, I think mine right away goes to, are you happy? Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Are you okay? Are you healthy? And are you happy? Yeah. 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 Or what's, what's, what's your passion? What's your interest? What, what, are, what are you, what are you doing? It's so funny. Often the default question when you see friends and family is, or people you just met is what do you do? Mm -hmm. Versus yeah. not who, are, who you? are you? Or, mm -hmm. or up to know here the it's also uh, not just what do you do, but where are you from? Mm, yeah. It's a very, very common question up here. When you meet someone, they're like, where are you from? And yeah. then it's, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I, I was just thinking about that, uh, Brooke. And, and actually, you that was the question I, I first came up with as well, which is, are you happy? You know, it's, it's interesting how we, you know, if we imagine the people who are, you know, we, from whom we descend, right? Grandparents, parents uh biological people that we don't even really know they they probably just want to know are you happy are you doing okay like are you is life good for you right that's what i would assume especially when you think back like how drastic the like the difference of what life would have been like for our grandparents and great-grandparents yeah. which isn't even really that long ago um but the quality of life and the stressors that they had to go through in the war and immigration and all of these things like i just yeah survival was so important and making sure everybody was fed and clothed and housed and that that's all that life was about like is making sure that you're alive and i think that yeah yeah i i think that but i also was like when you asked that i tried to think well if it was third generations from me pulling me back to, to see, ask a question or whatever. That would be the first one I would ask. Yeah. Are you happy? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, just, just something to point out mm -hmm. there that that's probably what would matter to, to someone, you know, whatever their offspring are in the, in the lineage there to want to know, are mm -hmm. you, are you passionate about something? What are you, what drives you? Uh, do you have a purpose? Are you happy? Are you content? Are you okay? Are you healthy? I think 
I think another little bit deeper layer there, because I used to think a little bit that well, it depends on religious beliefs and whatnot, but that there'd be, you know, a heaven and, or that, you know, there's loved ones watching down over you. And so, you know, at times you could be like, Ooh, well, that would kind of be weird because they see everything. Um, but other times I just, if you come at it from that way. So if I were to have a conversation with my Nana, knowing that she has seen everything so far in my life, my choices I've made, um, where I'm at, knowing that you'd have a conversation with someone who there's really not much to hide from, how would that conversation go? Right. What would you, mm. what would they, what do you think that they would ask you or are there some things that you would feel like you'd want to explore with them or that you'd have to come to terms with if you've kind of, I don't know. I just think it would be interesting because I think when you ask that question, I'm like, okay, well, I feel like she's already seen everything I've done. And so what opinions would she have? What would she say? Mm. Would she have some, I actually know how you're feeling right now, or I know how you're feeling about that thing. And you know, what are you doing or where Not, are you going? Or She wouldn't lead off with what the heck were you thinking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But uh, anyway, I just think, yeah, just I've, I've thought about that in that way too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. that's good not uh, they're coming to the conversation not knowing anything that they already yeah. know everything and they're going to kind of share some insights or oh, ask some good questions mm -hmm. which is interesting because i think then like talking about projection of all of this mm -hmm. I, I would then project my wiser self voice totally onto mm -hmm. that that person, person. exactly to say it's okay like whether that's compassion mm -hmm. acceptance yep. love forgiveness mm -hmm. Or giving your head a shake totally. to say, you know, root back to your morals and your values and mm -hmm. what is your path if you're struggling with something and like, how can we get you through that? Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, are you happy? And if you're not, let's do something about that. You know, like totally you a conversation have with to your- stay stuck no. in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Brooke, Brooke, time out. What is, what do you mean when you're talking about projection in this context? What do you mean? What is projecting? Yeah, that's a- Good question, Ryan. So projecting it like a projector screen. Um, if you're a projector and there's a screen and you put the image on it. And so uh, in this context, if it were somebody, uh, an ancestor, relative, a person, anyone, and you were to have this conversation, you might be projecting what you believe to be true or what you need in that moment. Like it's already coming from you, but you're just putting it on the screen of them and imagining that they're feeding you that information mm -hmm. in reality it's not coming from them it's coming from within within you ah, yes so deep down you probably know these things mm -hmm. but when it's coming from an image that you probably have connected with love acceptance or family or like yeah you might have a different language set so it's not quite your critical voice is probably coming from a different place of you but it's you yeah it's your voice it's, yeah, it's, it's been internalized. You need mm -hmm. sometimes we need to kind of externalize it in order to hear it better, right? Like yeah. it's yeah. this is yes. what my this is what my passed away great great grandfather would say. He would tell me this, even though that's your, really your own wisdom that you're just kind of putting on to him, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of degree of separation there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for just everyday stuff, we I feel like most of us do it all the time. You might project your insecurities on to assuming what other people like are thinking or if they're judging you or. Um, I don't know. It could be like you make a joke about something you just did or you feel a bit weird about it and you are almost assuming that person is already thinking that. But I've caught myself in a few conversations 
And I've been like, oh, I'm totally just projecting. I was totally self-conscious about that. And I just put, you know, I assumed you were thinking that. And it's happened so often that I don't think, uh, I think we could catch ourselves a lot more. I, so. I, I've got a great one. Great, great projection example right here. And it has to do with the dog. So you'll like this, Brooke, right? <laughs> so um, in a few days, uh, my boys are going to go to summer camp, a sleepaway camp, right? And, uh, and one of my boys came in tonight and said, Oh, I'm feeling really bad for our dog right now. I'm like, oh, really? What's what's going on? You know what, what's happening there? Says, oh, I think she's really sad that we're going away to camp. Yeah, <laughs> I think she really. I think she's gonna miss us. I think she's really yeah. sad that we're gonna be leaving. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we do for her to make her feel better about that? You know, just little things to try to to nurture that, but. That's that's I think a good example of projection. Yeah, totally. I, mean, I I don't know that the dog really has a sense of the fact that three days from now the boys are going somewhere, but I think my son is saying I'm kind of sad to be leaving my dog or to be leaving home or you know some mixed feelings about that and that's very natural and normal and healthy and all that. But uh, that's a nice little projection <laughs> example, right? The dog is sad. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. The dog is the one that's sad. Let's take care of her, right? Yeah. For sure. That's great. Okay. Um, We diverted a while here, Chris. We got to go back to your question. So I'm curious, should we keep on going around the horn here or should we talk about maybe some of the answers that some clients have given me and, and how that's been used to move forward therapeutically? Can we do a brief non-family member person that I'd like to talk to? Yeah. Yeah. I think we could all probably have an example of that. I don't know. Brooke doesn't seem like she has anybody. I'm stuck after the dogs and a relative I've never met. No, I think that, yeah, you guys go around. I'm sure sure I'll come up with someone or a category. Sorry, is this alive or dead, Subo? Yeah. Alive or dead. Yeah. Okay. Do you have someone? I could do a random firing, but uh, not random, but just a brief firing of things. Um, Yeah, I go to some people who are had big impacts on like the Leonardo da Vinci's of the world, right? Just so curious about learning about how his mind worked or Anne Frank, who was a young girl who lived through the Holocaust um, and kind of what it was like for her. She was 15 when she passed. Um, And I also think about, yeah, a friend who passed away and for unfortunate circumstances and having a conversation with her and kind of what led to her passing and things like that. So yeah. a few there that come sure. to mind. Mm-hmm. The ones that popped in my mind uh, was Victor Frankel. Nice. I mentioned his name quite a few times. Can I Victor Frankel? Who's that guy? Every Who's that podcast. guy? Is that Every rascal? Yes. Uh, the Dalai Lama pops in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard him speak before mm-hmm. and he's got this energy to mm-hmm. him. And uh, obviously uh been dabbling with a bit of mindfulness meditation myself, but I'm not even sure what I want to say to him. I might just want to give him a hug. Um, it might be more of a nonverbal uh, conversation there. Stare into his eyes. You know, the uh, everyone asks him, you know, what's the meaning of life or how should I enhance my life? And I think we kind of know what he says there. But but yeah, he's he's got that smile and he's he's got that that humor, which I think would be uh, pretty fun to experience. Is that it? Um, I'm going to steal 
my I asked my brother this question years ago, and he had an interesting answer, and I'm going to steal it. Uh, Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, obviously, uh, a major histor- historical figure who created uh, a lot of issues, mm-hmm. to say it lightly. So it's funny, Victor Frankl, one side of the spectrum, but uh, I'd just be so curious to see how this guy's mind worked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what was going on for him? That led to... Yeah. Which we know a little bit of, but but he was a very private person as well, right? Um, yeah. We're just very curious to to chat with him. But how about you, Ryan? Uh, really, in this particularly this last year, I, I really felt like I would really love to speak to Martin Luther King Jr. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, he died so many years ago, fifty years ago. But to be able to talk with him about what his view is of where we are and where we need to go as far as race relations right now, um, you know, he had he had a vision, he had a dream, right? I have a dream. Uh, I think we've made some progress. I think we've stalled in progress in other areas, and I'd, I'd just love to see if he were here and able to to look around and see where uh, race relations are in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, I'm sure you'd have some some opinions on in indigenous folks in Canada um, and all the other racial issues going on there too. I would just love to see what how he felt like like an assessment almost like give us a give us a progress report. How are things going and and where are we on track and where are we um, missing the missing the boat? I think he was such a visionary and so um, so well equipped to both speak to the topics but also to see kind of where. Where the problems were, so Martin Luther King Jr. would be be a top choice there. And and another one, and this is just kind of selfish for me, but my my favorite author, uh, my favorite author is Kurt Vonnegut, and that's because I didn't like to read much in junior high and high school until until someone gave me a Kurt Vonnegut book and said, "Read this." And just blew my mind for how how, an ama- how amazing a writer he was, and how he could use language in ways that I'd just never seen used before. It turns out he also had a, a strong message about kind of free will and determinism, and a lot of other things going on there that uh, kind of a, a deeper psychological and uh, philosophical bent there. But you know what? I was supposed to see Kurt Vonnegut speak in person. He was going to do a little book reading and, and speak in 2007, March of, uh, no, in uh, May of 2007. And then he died in April of 2007. I missed it. Oh, no. Drat. So I'd like to uh, talk to Kurt Vonnegut, see what I missed during his talk, and maybe see what he thinks of how the world's doing, too. Cool. Um, talk to him about writing for a little while. So that's, those are mine. Yep. Brooke, do you have uh, some ideas? I don't really know. I feel like there's so many important figures in history and whether that's political or through the arts or yeah, there's just so many people that we could bring back and learn from for an hour, but I don't know if there's like a top three or five that I can really pick from because they would, yeah. And I, I think 
I'm also biased just given the line of work that we have where I really feel like we learn a lot from anyone that we sit down with and it could be like a Syrian refugee from everything that's gone on recently, mm. right? Like, sure. And, and what happened there and what their journey or story is. It could be Michael Jackson. Um, it could be mm. somebody who's doing amazing things that I don't even know exists right now, right? Or some of the, the famous women in history and what they've been through. And, yeah, so I, I don't think that I can really even narrow it down to a top three. So I okay. think that anyone that you sit down with, you're going to find tremendous value talking to them. Yeah, for sure. No, good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, as I mentioned, I've asked this question to lots of clients over the years, and I get some really interesting answers. Um, it could be yeah, musicians, athletes, historical figures, humanitarians, um, you know, uh, to, to Brooke's point, there's like so many different possibilities there, right? So what I try to understand is what is important to this individual? What is there a clue here in terms of what gives them some meaning and purpose in their life? And I want you to think of maybe four categories. One is connection. Um, next one is passion. Next one is cause. And the last one is spirituality or connection with nature. It can mean different things for different people. A lot of overlap with those four, but um, you know, we went to to family. We went to I think there was a, a, a heavy connection bias there, uh, which I'm not surprised by, based on what I know about you. I could also give you a clue if someone is maybe uh, still grieving the loss of a of a loved one, and if that's the case, then maybe it would be important for them to maybe write a letter to that loved one. Or great idea there in terms of what would that person say? They can offer you that wisdom even. They're not with us anymore. Um, for a lot of people, it's it. You know, we go down the the path of of a, of a passion or a cause. So, um, you know, Joanna mentioned Da Vinci, mm-hmm. and so maybe there's a curiosity there, a creativity there, um, and I would encourage people to explore that, right? To maybe learn more about that individual and their craft. I think that could be a source of of growth for that. For that person or further um, could lead to further growth for that person um so yeah lots of different possibilities there of course um but it also gives me clues in terms of kind of how their mind works as well um maybe certain personality traits and characteristics that they have based on how that conversation would go well cool. no yeah. i think there's a lot of different ways to go a lot of things to explore just yeah hearing their reasoning what were your four again chris connection my, my grandfather's oh sorry no. uh, connection cause. connection a cause this is something greater than yourself a passion, passion. and spirituality mm. are the four okay Just, yeah i'm always curious like when people pick something i think we're trying to like fulfill a need that we have within ourselves. Mm. um that's how I kind of view this question. Like I'm kind of more that, like, what, what are you getting from that conversation? What is that? Yeah. Pur- what is the purpose of that conversation? What would you be filling that you don't already have now within yourself or a piece that might be lacking, whether that's guidance or answers or grief? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think this question is, yeah, very revealing for people. You know, I chose my mom, Martin Luther King Jr. and Kurt Vonnegut. And I think a common thread there is these are all people I look look up to and kind of value their perspective on the world or on me with regards to my mom, you know. And and I guess I'm, I would want to talk to them because I want to know, I'd want to have get some sort of sense of, am I doing it right? Like, am I going the right direction here? Or are we going the right direction in, in terms mm -hmm. of like racism, stuff like that? Or is the world moving? Is, is there something we need to, to, to correct? I, I, these are people I, I look forward or I look up to admire as, as folks who have some wisdom and uh, would like to know if uh, there's something that we can learn from them or correct our course if we need to, right? Which is which is pretty telling, right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. definitely a major focus of yours, right? It is. Trying to put those pieces together and mm -hmm. trying to find uh, ways to impact people in a positive way. So I yes. think, yeah. And I think that I feel like the closer to home, like the family, like with your mom, there's a little bit of a more, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, tell me more about myself or there's this maybe validation or a little bit, I need to find out a little bit more. Am I doing it right? Kind of thing, right? In, mm -hmm, a, yeah. in a different way than on the societal level. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many different avenues to go from there. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So Chris, do you think that there's, like you mentioned that you asked this to, to clients and I'm sure this is more than just, uh, you know, let's give us something to talk about. You're trying to help explore them, help them kind of become curious about themselves maybe and, and figure out, you know, oh, these are the sorts of things I'm interested in and here's why. And then uh, you, you talked about some, some exercises that might come from that, like writing a letter or doing some other things. Like, is that yeah. something that becomes maybe a, a focus of treatment or, or something you revisit? For sure. Yeah. Like, as I mentioned, you kind of get some, some clues there in terms of what maybe gives them meaning and purpose, not always the case or how their minds kind of work a bit. Um, so it could inform the therapeutic process, no doubt. Um, you know, or, you know, Jesus comes up quite a bit. Yeah. So right out of the gate, you find out that, Hey, there's a, there's a strong spirituality here. And uh, so that could definitely inform the um, where we're going. So it could be a pretty, pretty blatant clues there. But uh, often there's, you know, a lot of musicians come up too, and mm. and uh, or artists as well. So again, fostering creativity. So you don't necessarily have to sit down with this individual to get that insight. You know, there might be um, information out there that you can learn, or maybe you can allocate a bit more time to work on your craft, right? Trying to perfect um, your creative outlet, whatever that might be cool yeah yes i, I think, like this yeah and chris you've, i think you've posed this question before i don't know how it came up in because i've we've talked before about it and whether there was kind of three moments and you can go like if you can go to three moments in time right whether backwards or forwards um which moments would you go to right um, so oh, the, time, wanna, the time machine question. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to yeah. go forward? And if so, to where and what would be your purpose? Uh, do you want to find something out? Um, and then backwards, it tends to be the, would you go back to a certain particular time or 
what a bit would have been like to experience a certain way of life or to meet a certain person or go back in time with a family member, et cetera. So that's always, that's another way of putting it, the time machine one. Yeah. Yeah. That one opens up a whole bunch of doors as well. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. That would be another topic for yeah. another podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So well, we yeah. could do some of those technique sort of questions, you know, from miracle question to mm-hmm. points in time to a lot of others that are really important. But I, I appreciate this one. This is nice. And uh, hey, maybe people got to know us a little bit better through this one too. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. So, if you're listening at home, maybe write down or ponder what three people you'd like to, to meet. And then uh, maybe ask your ask that question. Why? Why out of all the possibilities, why did I land on these three? Mm-hmm. Maybe the, you know, maybe there's an opportunity there to enhance a connection, passion, a cause, or spirituality in your life. What might they have to say to you? And what might they wish for you also? Right? Yeah. Those are those are all very good questions. Well, great. I like this topic, Chris. Thank you for it. I'm sad that we won't be meeting next week, but we will meet the following week. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is your topic, Ryan, right? Which is my topic. I'll plan it out now so I don't forget. And we will uh, we will reconvene and have a good a good time. In the meantime, people can listen to our past podcast and see what they think was their favorite. Maybe it was this one tonight. I mean, for goodness sake, this is a this is a thinker. If you have any ideas on uh, who you'd like to speak to, living or dead, please write us at info at metalhubbootcamp.com. So, so with that, we will say good night. Like and subscribe. Night, Apple, Google, Podbean, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Send your questions to info at metalhubbootcamp.com. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram, and really do visit us. Come visit, say hi, talk to us, give us your answers. Tell a friend or two or 14. And that's it for us, you guys. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Thanks. Okay.